From Hope Made Strong, this is the Care Ministry Podcast, a show about equipping ministry leaders and transforming communities through care. Supporting those in your church and community not only changes individuals' lives, but it grows and strengthens the church. But we want to do that without burning out. So listen in as we learn about tools, strategies, and resources that will equip your team and strengthen hope. Hey there, my name is Laura Howe, and welcome to the Care Ministry Podcast. I am so excited that you're joining us today. And if you are new here, this podcast is produced by the team at Hope Made Strong. We are an organization that is dedicated to bringing together leaders in the mental health and care ministry space and curating resources to equip you to care and serve your church and community. We have featured a ton of resources on this podcast and also on the annual Digital Church Mental Health Summit, but we've also created a few of our own tools to help churches care for others without burning out. We have courses, cohorts, downloads, ebook, and coaching. Everything can be found on the website at hopemadestrong.org. And one of my favorite resources to share is called Mental Health Sunday. This tool provides you with everything you need to host a Sunday morning service on the topic of mental health. Seriously, there is so much jam-packed into this resource. You are going to love it. The Mental Health Sunday resource is a pay-what-you-want tool, which means I left the price up to you. Some choose to get it for free, others pay a few dollars, and then there are some who pay anywhere between $20 and $75 for this resource. So many people have... The feedback for this tool is absolutely incredible. People are wowed by the value and they ask how they can donate and give back to the organization. So this is why I have set it up as a pay what you want option. So you determine what you want to pay for it from free and upwards. After signing up for this resource, you can then log into your dashboard and access all of the resources. There are digital assets like social media, um, stories, a video bumper, which is extremely good this year. It's probably my favorite video bumper of all the years we've done this. We have lower thirds, we have slide templates, and we have included all the Canva files in the dashboard, all the links, so that you can customize all of these pieces to your church. We want you to be able to take this social media post, change the date, the address, and boom, throw it up onto your social media and get started. We also offer service assets, so uh, tools or uh, resources that help you within the service, because it can be tricky for some leaders to develop a message on mental health that suits a Sunday morning service. Like it's kind of a tricky, there's a lot of pressure to say the right thing, or maybe what, what might worry people more is not saying, or is saying the wrong thing. So we've created some sample sermon notes as a jumping off point for you to develop your message. Of course, I'm going to assume that the leaders are going to want to craft their own message that is geared for your community. But our notes and a video of the message presented will help you. It'll give you a jump start and give you ideas. Our theme this year is you are more than. Like you are more than your diagnosis. You are more than your past. You are more than your reputation. You are more than what people say you are. And this is really speaking to the identity of those who struggle when we're wrestling with depression and anxiety, which I think we all do. 
from time to time, or perhaps you're facing a new diagnosis. It can feel like we are at our lowest point and it's so overwhelming. Our thoughts and our feelings can focus on this label or focus on the negative place or focus what other people are saying about us rather than how God sees us. So the message breaks down stigma. The the You Are More Than series is meant to reduce that stigma and, and the shame that has been historically perpetuated by the church and communicate that your church is a safe place for people to work through some of life's biggest challenges and that God sees them as more than their diagnosis or more than what people have said said they are. In the Mental Health Sunday dashboard, you're going to find lots of resources for encouragement and engagement outside of the Sunday morning service as well. We've created postcard invitations so that it can help your congregation invite people easier. Maybe you can have people do that through email. Hey, forward this postcard. It would be a great idea. Also, we have a five-day devotional that you can print out and give to your congregation or, again, deliver through email daily after your Sunday morning service. And you are given a link to a free small group Bible study on mental health. And I've also created congregational giveaways, these small keychains that allow people to take the message you are more than with them wherever they go. So digital resources, service tools, and engagement strategies are all included in the Mental Health Sunday toolkit. So when I chat with church leaders about hosting a Mental Health Sunday, one of the barriers that I hear most about is that churches are hesitant to talk about mental health because they don't feel that they have the capacity to follow up with people after they present this message, meaning that they are worried that if they talk about mental health, then a bunch of people are going to come out of the woodwork and come to them seeking seeking support or having expectations on the church. And to be honest, in my experience, this doesn't happen as much as you would think it would, but I can totally understand that if you are offering a Sunday morning service on mental health, that you want to have next steps or a plan for follow-up so that you can be ready to offer support for people who feel that they are safe and they come to you seeking help. So in this episode, I want to offer nine follow-up options that you can offer after hosting a Mental Health Sunday. Nine is kind of a random number. It started with five, and then the ideas kept flowing, and it ended at nine. So nine it is. (laughs) The first follow-up option is a small group offering. So most churches are familiar with small groups, and so offering a small group to continue the conversation on mental health is an easy go-to follow-up option. Small groups take many different forms. Some small groups are a Bible study or a scripture study. Some are more of a support group. Others are more educational. And there are several mental health curriculums out there that offer some great options for your church. One that I recommend starting with and one that I have personally led in my own church is called Sanctuary. Now, Sanctuary Mental Health Ministries is an organization that is focused on equipping the church with tools to support mental health, and their small group curriculum is very 
good. Like it's very, very good. The group that I ran had family members, those who had lived experience with mental health, people who identified that they really just didn't understand mental health and seniors and youth. It was actually so diverse. And it was incredible to watch how this group from all their different backgrounds, experiences and biases and knowledge base were able to come together. They were able to learn together and some great friendships came out of that group. Now, Sanctuary is not a support group, but it helps bring awareness and a greater understanding of the social, psychological, and spiritual components of mental health. So if you're looking for a turnkey follow-up strategy after hosting a Mental Health Sunday, then I think offering a small group, particularly Sanctuary small group, is a really, really great option. Now, another option or our second option is offering a workshop. This is actually what my church is doing this year. The timing of our Mental Health Sunday doesn't really align with our small group schedule. So instead, we are looking to offer a few different workshops that address specific needs that are felt by our congregation. Now, we have not fully, we haven't done them yet. We are just planning on them. So a couple of the themes that we've been tossing around is how to talk to your kids about mental health. Another one is what is burnout and practical tools to help prevent and overcome. And then the third uh, workshop that we're thinking on is on addiction and how to support those who are struggling. To try to keep our workshops lively, we hope to connect with some people in our community and in our congregation and blend a workshop style kind of training in a panel conversation. Make this really engaging for people. I'm finding that people are less are becoming less interested in attending an event where they have to, you know, look inward and self-reflect and identify areas within themselves. Now, I'm not saying that people should avoid those type of groups where there's people looking inward and self-reflective. I'm just saying it's human nature for people to be less likely to attend or sign up an eight-week support group where they're looking at their own problems versus a 90-minute workshop on how to help others. So you're probably going to get a better turnout if your church offers a uh, group styled on uh, or a workshop styled on how to help others versus how to help yourself. However, whenever I do a workshop, I recognize that those in the room may be the ones struggling. And so I always slip in some self-reflective moments or opportunities for people to say, hey, yes, this can help for others, but don't worry, it's going to help for you too. So while our church hasn't offered these workshops yet, uh, we'll see if these go well for our church, but I have a funny feeling they will be well attended by our community, and I think they would be a great way for you to offer a follow-up as well. Now, a third area of follow-up, and I think it's such a fun and creative idea, is offering a resource fair after your church is over. How fun is that? If you live in a warm climate, or like myself, you're in the north, so you have to wait for warmer weather, you could have it outside uh, because we don't have a gym. But if you have a gym, that's a great idea too. Have this resource fair outside or in a gym, and uh, but you can make it as big or as small as you want. You can invite community partners to set up booths sharing about their local community resources. People don't know what they 
don't know. So as people are coming out of church, they are meeting and connecting and are going to discover local services or resources that meet the need that they have. This is such a great idea. I wish more people were able to do this. Um, And as a bonus, this would be a huge relationship builder for your church and develop community you know, relationships and networks with different organizations. Really, if you have some time to plan and you have a space to host a resource fair, I think this is a win-win opportunity. Your congregation learns about community resources and community organizations learn about your church, and then you begin to develop relationships and networks. This is such a fun idea. And if you do this, please let me know how it goes because I would love to know. So for our fourth way to follow up, this, you know, I'm thinking, let's pare this down. Having a resource fair, that's extremely elaborate. That takes a lot of planning. But the Mental Health Sunday resource already comes with a five-day devotional. It's an option, and use that as an option for follow-up. It could be sending out that devotional by email, but also you can take this just one small step further. Turn that devotional into a small group discussion or or a daily podcast that you, you know, an audio that you send out over email, or maybe you just offer a daily 30-minute Zoom call for people to join in and discuss what they got out of that day's devotional. This is a tool. All the tools we give in the, in the Mental Health Sunday resource is really, and the devotional as well, is really a tool for you to use in a way that best suits your community. So keep it's okay to keep things simple and use that devotional as a jumping off point for follow up in after your mental health Sunday service. Now, for our fifth uh, idea is if you think your congregation will be seeking additional support, then I encourage you to plan ahead for it. As a follow up, share that you're going to offer, let's say, three sessions per day for two weeks for those who would like to connect with their pastor or leaders. That seems like a a lot, but if you just have three leaders, it doesn't have to be staff. Maybe it's volunteers or like a high capacity volunteer or an elders or pastors. If you have three leaders, hold one hour of the day for the next two weeks, and then you offer these as t- like as time slots for people to sign up. It can be on an old-fashioned clipboard or a calendar link, or even offer it as a walk-in style. You are able to offer, what's that, two weeks, three sessions, oh my gosh, that's math. That's like 24 one-hour pastoral care sessions that you're able to offer your people right away. So there's an immediate action after your message. This sends such a powerful message that you care for your people and that you are prioritizing mental health in your church. Plus, it sets a boundary and and establishes expectations for people. So rather than being worried about being overwhelmed with the needs after a mental health Sunday, plan your follow-up ahead of time by creating reservable pastoral care sessions, because then your congregation will feel cared for, and there is a much less chance of your team feeling overwhelmed by the needs that come in. All right, we are on to the number six. One of the hardest lessons I learned as a young social worker is to never assume that I know what is right for people. Oof, 
it was just a hard lesson to learn and without going into too many details. But when I first started, I, 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 ha- I was assigned or, or I, I had to lead a group of moms who are struggling to make ends meet in a um, supportive housing complex. And so I went there with a great intention, assumed that me as the educated social worker knew what to do to help these moms. Oh my goodness. I was quickly and graciously put in my place when a few older women from the community began to mentor and teach the younger woman. And I sat back and I learned myself. They knew so much more than me. They taught me tips and tricks of making a dollar go farther. I love the quote used by disability rights activists that says nothing about us without us. And so I think an incredible follow-up to a mental health Sunday is inviting champions and advocates of mental health to come together as a task force or as a working group with the goal to discuss what your church can do to support those who are struggling with mental health. Creating a working group or a task force is an opportunity for leaders to learn from those with the greatest experience. And it demonstrates your church's commitment to decreasing stigma and empowering and championing mental health. Now, this doesn't have to be a long-term committee. like So don't think that you are starting, you're opening a can, but creating a working group with a set goal or a set amount of meetings of facilitated discussion, man, it you the information that comes out of that group will be gold. It is such a good idea. And I can't wait to hear all of these ideas coming forth uh, from people and the examples of, how, of what they're doing. So I'm pretty pumped to get all this feedback. All right, for number seven, for years now, we have produced the Global Digital Mental Health Summit. This is an online-only event that opens every October 10th on World Mental Health Day. But just because it becomes available on October 10th doesn't mean it's only useful for that day. I know of so many churches that buy an all-access pass and use the many, many sessions of recordings as trainings for their staff and volunteers. Now, this is a huge opportunity to get 50 to 70 short presentations on mental health that you could use across your church and organization. So as a follow-up strategy, grab the all-access pass, pick a generic password, and share this access with your church. Now, I ask that you don't share this, your access, with every church in your community. I tried to keep the cost as low as possible so it's cheap enough for each church to get their own access, but it's super user-friendly. So why wouldn't you share this with your teams, your staff, and your and your congregation? Allow them to go in and learn and 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 see all of the information and and growth and resources and all the stuff available in the church mental health summit. Now a Sunday morning service, this is number eight. So a Sunday morning service is a lectured style presentation that is about hope encouragement, and teaching biblical principles. And for some, this is the first time that they've heard a pastor or a church talk about mental health. And it could be very, very hopeful for many people. And it's a really great starting point. But for those of you who are ready to go deeper, who who want to champion this message that you are more than your diagnosis or your past, or perhaps you are interested in hosting 
a local church mental health summit for your own community. Our team has quietly launched an opportunity for churches and organizations to host a local church mental health summit inside your community. We have partnered with a few organizations. And so if you are interested, definitely connect with us. We partner with you and help you create an event opportunity for ministry leaders to come together and have conversations around mental health and what your community is experiencing. We assist you in creating a customized landing page, a registration process. We help you with the planning and breakouts and speakers. And so if you are interested, if you are saying, you know what, we have done Mental Health Sunday, we are championing this in your church, we are ready to go bigger and deeper, and you're ready for that big follow-up moment, go to churchmentalhealthsummit.com slash host, and you'll find more information on what it means to host a local church mental health summit, as well as a downloadable host guide that kind of gives you a quick snippet and a quick feel of what that means. So definitely want to check that out. Okay, we are at our final uh, follow-up idea, and this is staff education or training, and not really staff education, training for everyone. Creating a follow-up plan usually means you're either partnering with a community organization or you're offering next steps in-house with except the hosting a local summit. That actually combines both. But from what I can tell, people seem to prefer partnering with a community. And I believe that's because the team may not feel equipped. They don't know what to say, or they're worried about saying the wrong thing. And this goes for most of us on the topic of mental health. They could be, you know, your neighbor could be struggling or a coworker, friend or family, but people share that they don't feel equipped to support someone who is struggling with their mental health. And you may have heard this before, but I'm a huge advocate for shifting our, our mindset from programs in the church that care for people to developing a culture of care in your church. And I think a really big but great first step is equipping people with the tools and knowledge so that they can support their neighbor. So a wonderful follow-up strategy to a Mental Health Sunday is offering training for your teams, for your volunteers, and your for, con- for your congregation. And there are two trainings that I would recommend. The first one is called the Caregiver Toolbox. Now, this is a training that we have developed here at Hope Made Strong, and it's a basic course on caring for others. It's ideal for volunteers and, you know, just regular people who are not professionals. It's a short five lessons, um, a course and, you know, end to end, it's about an hour long. Now the second course is called spiritual first aid. This is a course that provides a basic framework on how you can offer support to those who are struggling, just like you would offer basic first aid to anyone in need. Now, this course is phenomenal training, and it's for everyone who is a volunteer or a leader. It's six lessons long with a bunch of bonus materials for you. Now, it is a bit longer as it is a more robust training. It's meant to be consumed over a few weeks, but in total, if you just watch the videos end to end, which I do not recommend, but if you did that, it's about five, five, six hours to complete it in total because it is much deeper. It has a whole framework around it. So 
That is number nine as a suggestion for follow-up is offering trainings so that you can shift from having programs of care or just talking about mental health to developing a culture of care where everyone is equipped with the tools to be able to support one another. Now, the benefits of talking about mental health far outweigh the barriers or the or the worries of how do I follow up. Back in episode 34, I talk about these benefits of you know, having a mental health Sunday. And it's definitely an episode worth listening to if you're on the fence, if this is something your church should do, or if you're struggling to get buy-in from your leadership. There are many churches out there who are advocates of mental health. They collaborate with community partners and they have midweek small groups, but really mental health is never brought up on stage from the pulpit on a Sunday morning. But by talking about mental health from the stage, you are breaking down stigma around mental health that has been embedded in the church for years, for decades. And this might be the first time someone hears from a faith leader that it's not a sin to struggle. And that can be life-changing for them. You are validating someone's experience. How many times have you got the feeling that as a Christian, we always need to be happy? When you speak, speak of mental health in a compassionate way from the pulpit, you recognize that everyone, including you, including me, have had mental health struggles. You are validating others and that mental health is real and that it's hard and As humans, we have a need to belong and be accepted, and we are experiencing mental health challenges. It can be lonely, and we can feel like we're the only ones struggling. So when you talk about mental health from the stage, you are communicating that your church is a safe place and you're offering hope. I hope our conversation today has given you some ideas on when you can offer or how you can offer follow-up after a mental health Sunday. In the Mental Health Sunday Toolkit, we offer devotionals, a link to a small group, but there are many ways that you can offer follow-up without overextending your team's capacity and resources. I hope this was helpful. Actually, in fact, if you have found this helpful, would you mind sharing this with another ministry leader? This is actually how people find out about Hope Made Strong and the Care Ministry podcast. It's from word of mouth. It seems to be the fastest way people find out about our tools and resources. And and often I get emails from people saying, oh my goodness, I had no idea you existed. This is exactly what we need. So please do not hesitate to share this with another ministry leader that you know. Well, I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah. Take care.